I'm starting to I'm starting the podcast off with a shot, a terrible shot. It's not alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, that's gonna be hair- terrible to listen and post. <laughs> that was apple cider vinegar. <laughs> uh, whoever's editing this, please take out my laugh. I'm sorry, Grandpa. Welcome to the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast. I am your eclectic host, Manny Vasquez. Joining me is your other host, Keanu Ergiza, and your third host, Morgan. No last name. (laughs) Morgan Morgan, like Mario. I'm just the artist formerly known as Morgan. We're a podcast, and this month is November. We are living in November now, and you know what that means? It's actually Movember. That's right, Mustache November. We said at the end of the last podcast, but if you have a prostate, get that checked. We don't want you dying. If you can. Because you listen to us, and we like that. And, you know, on the trend of Mustache November, we're watching films that have prominent mustache scenes. And to start us off with that, we are, or we have actually, Mm -hmm. just watched Going the Distance starring Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. Quick synopsis from me, <laughs> the main host for this week, Manny. Mr. Vasquez. Mr. Vasquez, Mr. Manny. <laughs> Going the Distance is a rom-com film, you know, obviously Drew Barrymore. That's, I think she's the queen of rom-coms, so, you know, kind yeah. of a given that that's a rom-com. And the, and the general uh, plot is that these two people fall in love, but... They live on opposite sides of the United States. One person lives in California. The other one lives in New York. Boo, New York. (laughs) They have both started gaining some traction in their careers. And so the conflict arises that they love each other. They want to be together. But they want to be where their careers are. And then craziness ensues. It's a pretty good time. I actually really like this movie. And I think there's some really good scenes. A lot of which stem from the zany... uh, background characters or the secondary characters you know you got charlie day in there you got is it christina applegate yeah christina applegate christina applegate Applegate. Uh, and is it is it jim jim galakis jim gaffigan jim gaffigan i love that dude it was a pretty good comedy ensemble honestly yeah yeah they had a lot of big names in that movie it's did, right I know, for such a movie that you don't really hear anything about anymore. People don't, people aren't just like, yo man, go in the distance, that was a comedy classic. It but didn't, it was. It didn't do well at the box office, it didn't do well with the critics, and I think it was like a, a sleeper, with the a sleeper movie. It kind of, it kind of went, the director and writer haven't really done much since or before. It kind of, it just kind of happened and somehow everyone forgot about it despite it having so many big names. Who asked for this movie? Like, what was the market for? I mean, it's a it's a rom-com. I know. So I'm trying to think of how many rom-coms there, There's always were. a market for that. The writer actually wrote it. He wrote it based off his real-life friend's long-distance relationship. 
Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I think probably a reason that I that this movie sticks out so much to me and why I can remember a bunch of the scenes is because the story is pretty applicable to my life. My, um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say my that. My partner <laughs> was living on the other side of this continent, and I was living in California, and she was writing, and I was making terrible music uh, very hey now. successfully. Hey, now. That's true. It's good it music actually, still. I didn't even think about the la- the layer of the jobs as well. Really yeah. went together too. Mm-hmm. It really did. Um, and so yeah, no, I was like, this is us, Katie, and so it kind of became our favorite uh, romantic comedy. And same thing where where you, aka Justin Long, moves to be with Katie, aka Drew Barrymore, in the end, rather than yeah. the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the other person was more successful or maybe liked their job more or whatever. Yeah, that, that is how that worked out. Uh, no, it, it, I, I really like it. I also really just like Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. And again, the secondary uh, characters are really well written. There's some really funny lines. Uh, but before we go further, I want to hear from you guys a little bit more. Let's start off with uh, Keanu. Tell me yeah, what yeah, you thought yeah. of this movie and maybe what uh, scene really stood out. Hmm. I thought this movie was kind of average. It got the job done. Like, it, that was a movie I definitely watched. But I still liked it, I'd say. I would give, I would say, like, a good positive seven or eight. Um, the scenes that stuck out to me. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, I guess, nine or ten I'd recommend. Seven, eight, I'd be like, eh, maybe you may not like it. The scene that I was very fond of were the ending scenes, like the last 30 minutes of the movie, last 20 minutes in the movie. I feel like yeah. if the movie was like an episode or something, that'd be like the best episode because I think it has the sm- has the best acting out of the whole thing. Um, I'm not very fond of the writing. I feel like the writing, the jokes and the writing are kind of hit and miss. But I think the last mm. uh, scenes were weirdly poignant and strong, especially when they, you know, broke up for six months and they got back together at the end. Spoilers. Oh, no, I, I really agree with that. I think the ending was probably the strongest part of it. There were a lot of hurt or missed jokes. Um, riffing off that a little bit, a joke that might have been a miss for you, but was totally a hit for me, was a scene where Charlie Day, who is Justin Long's roommate, uh, is just talking about, uh, you know, Justin Long's masturbation habits, how he's an angry masturbator. And he's saying this to his grandma, and she's just like, you know, like... I should tell my grandson that. And yeah. Charlie Day's just like... Oh, yeah, I sure. Mean, you know, maybe don't say it in so many words, but yeah. I really like that scene. He, no, he was like, you should tell you should tell your grandson, yeah, tell him and all his friends. And the grandma's like, no, oh. not the friends, just my grandson. He's like, yeah, maybe no. that'd be weird to tell all his friends. That was the line. That was cute. That it was, was a cute one. Scene. That yeah. was a good line. That was better, yeah. <laughs> it didn't hit me quite. Like, it, it was so close to being really funny to right? me. But hit I couldn't miss. get it. I wanted to get it so badly because there were some jokes that really hit me. I think. Um, yeah, what were some jokes that really hit you? Hmm. Jim Gaffigan's jokes when the way he did lines and <laughs> the guy who he went the dinner, they actually did some pretty funny lines. But I loved the line where he's like, "Where?" Because Christina Applegate wants him to get out because they're fucking on the table and he's eating dinner. He's like, "Well, I'm eating dinner at the dinner table. They're fucking they're the at the dinner fucking table. The table." Yeah. What <laughs> like, the fuck? why do I? And he's like, fine, he's okay, yeah, you guys seem you guys seem set here. Okay, I guess I'll I'll move. And he has to put all his sandwich mm. on his plate, and pick up his drink, and get up. That was really good. Uh, I real quickly though, some of the jokes kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I guess that's part of the reason why I didn't find it as funny as I thought. For some a reason, bit too I thought, raunchy for you. No, not that. Some of them were kind of a bit. 
kind of misogynistic sometimes i feel like or playing to like a wrong crowd or not my uh, wrong crowd i'm the crowd i'm watching it um and maybe that last hitler joke was kind of weird to me that's probably the oh where charlie one. day plays into the mustache yeah which I mean, uh it's pretty edgy. let's put a pin on that for now that. let's put a pin on that sure because i'd like to hear uh morgan's opinion of the movie uh see a few scenes that she likes yes and then we can come to that scene that you're talking about because that is the mustache scene and that is the pivotal point of why we're watching this movie for <laughs> mustache november so uh morgan back to you what do you think of this movie what would you give it in the rating and you know what are some scenes you liked I will say that what Keanu said is what a lot of critics said. The the writing is where is where most of uh, the movie fell flat for for the critics. Like the chemistry is great, the acting was great, uh, but it's the writing that founders a bit, and I can see that. I think overall it's a very wholesome uh, film. I guess there there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts that kind of a. Uh, go nowhere or or you think there, there was a lot of red herrings in the movie there's a lot of like they each have a counterpart that you think maybe one of them might cheat with and either of them does but they're i guess just there to be red herrings and yeah. it seems like mm-hmm. that definitely but at its heart it's really wholesome just very like the main antagonist is just the distance really so it's a very yeah. it's much more of a of a quiet <laughs> film that I think tries to rely a lot on the side characters to add some uh, levity, funness to it. Uh, also, just to, like pad it to pad it and to add jokes mm-hmm. and stuff because otherwise it's just two people struggling through long distance, which can be fun too. But like they needed more, so I think they threw in a lot of other a lot of other kind of red herring elements. Uh, but it was way more wholesome at its at its core, and it was like trying to pretend not to be. Overall, I thought it was yeah. yeah it's, it's a cute movie. I think the critics are. Partially right. I think a lot of them pan it way more than than it deserves. It wasn't that bad oh, yeah, in terms that's of writing and stuff. Like it was funny and it was cute and it was wholesome. Uh, I'm not a big rom com person, but like I enjoyed watching it. I thought I thought everyone did a good job. I have a few notes on that. Um, I'm gonna start off with the whole you know the red herring distance thing. I'll say this you know from my personal experience of being in a long distance relationship for about a year. You know, the distance really plays tricks on you for a bit. You can trust and love your partner, you know, as much as possible. But sometimes you're going to be like, who's that guy? Who's that girl? Like, what's the deal there? And so I think, you know, the movie actually does kind of a good job being like, you know, little things can seem like big things. And there are other people who are probably going to want to fuck your partner who, you know, like you're a few thousand miles away from. So that's a thing. But yeah, no, it did fall a little flat in that nothing actually happened. I think there was a little kiss between Drew Barrymore and, like, her, uh... It was guy. hard to say. It was, like, the tiniest thing. Yeah, did thing. they just fall into they the pavement almost, together? They yeah. almost kissed. That was a great scene overall. I liked the bar scene. Oh, yeah. Where she just ragged on him about steroids. Wasn't that, wasn't that <laughs> funny, though, to me? She was close. I thought it was Oh, funny. my God, Drew Barrymore being so hard. all the stuff about steroids on him and then telling him to suck her dick and everything. You <laughs> just watch she's being dragged, like strong arm like over the over the fireman's shoulder dragged nope. out by like we're not fighting today the hot guy oh my god yeah damon oh man drew barrymore damon could really beat anybody's ass i think i'm gonna reconnect back to the whole critics thing i was just watching someone who i actually admire and whose content i really enjoy maybe you guys have watched it maybe you guys haven't but i was watching scott the waz earlier of course Ooh, you were. were <laughs> you knew him. He's like the only YouTuber that you watch. The only one we that I like. watch him. Yeah, Scott the Waz is great. He's a YouTuber. He mostly does video games, but sometimes he does these weird, almost avant-garde, like, art school kind of sketch comedy thing. Yeah, but it's like, 
weird sketch comedy. It's not funny. It's like fucking hey, what? It's funny, <laughs> but it's not funny for like the reasons that typical sketch comedy is. You know, typical sketch comedy True. is like it's a man in a dress. S- Scott the Waz sketch comedy is like I hate myself and I'm a virgin. I think that's more like what sketch comedy is these days. Yeah, I think maybe. In, like, the early 2000s, it was a man in a dress. But these days, it's like, ha, 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 the world's on fire. Everything's fine. I could see that. So that's just humor these days. It's evolved beyond cross-dressing. Either way, good content creator. Today, he made... I was watching a video of his where he made a point about party games and how critics <laughs> pan party games real hard. Yeah. Mostly because they don't really compare them to the right things. And I think that's probably what happened here with uh, Going the Distance. It what Critics are really harsh on things. You know, they want... They want certain things. Critics want The Pianist. Uh, they want Jurassic Park. They want, you know, high dramas. Wait, 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 super... wait. Did you say The Penis? The Pianist, you yes, know. The Penis. Oh, they, I th- want, uh, they wanted to see more penis, Keanu, and it wasn't an. <laughs> he only got 20% of the dick. She only got the tip. Oh! <laughs> the tip of your <laughs> penis? Oh my god, I hated that joke. I love that joke! It's so cringe. Uh, I liked that joke too. <laughs> I've said that joke to my spouse. I know. Do you like it? The, I mean, yeah, she likes the tip. Hello. Future Morgan here, just popping in during the break to let you guys know that we have social media now. Um, we have an Instagram, if you'd like to follow us, it's at the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast. We here at I'm Sorry Grandpa really appreciate everyone who tunes in to listen to our horrible voices spout utter nonsense. And we really want to uh, let you guys get more involved. So we also have an email account that you can uh, write to us at any time to give us suggestions, comments, you know, whatever else. If you want to, you know, sponsor us and give us money, hey, I won't say no. Uh, but you can uh, you can catch that at sorrygrandpapodcast at gmail.com. We're looking forward to making our podcast just better as time goes on and uh, looking forward to you guys getting more involved and letting us know how we can make that happen. Anyway, that's enough for future me. Thanks for listening, and I'm sorry. Coming right back to the scene, or the scenes, that uh, are having us watch this movie in November. Mustache, November, mustache movie scenes. There are two scenes to point out. Uh, The first one was started with Jason Sudeikis coming into the bar with his buddies, and Jason Sudeikis has a porn stash. I believe it's uh, Justin Long who calls it out. And he's like, what's on your face? And Jason Sudeikis, you know, very poignantly replies, you know, it's a fucking pussy magnet. It's it's <laughs> for these old cougars. I'm trying to get a new demographic. No, not cougars. He specified. Yeah. Not cougars, yeah. The stash is a time machine. It's a stupid scene. Uh... It's, you know, it's kind of dumb and it's kind of just this idea that like a guy will try to wear ornaments or peacock himself to attract a certain type of woman, which is something peacock. that men do in real life. Men yeah, do. That's fun. It was more the fuck list that I think was dated. Oh, this idea of like having list. to like fuck a certain a certain like type of person and like that's a, that's a bit dated i don't know i i will like say i have a fuck days. list and number one on the fuck, you have list, a fuck list i have a fuck list number one on the fuck list 
is a kind and caring person who uh, really sees me for who I am. That's I'm pretty sure you already have that. I do. I checked. Wow, it off. fuck was done. Fuck was done. Right. So it was what's, number what's two then, because you have to. Yeah, you have to fuck someone else now. Uh, number two was nine inch dick or above. Where does a dildo count? No. Okay, that's not fair. Does it count if your wife has a dildo on her crotch? Well, why no. would that substitute the dildo count before? A strap on, you know? Cause does it's, it's, does it's, the dildo count if it's in your mouth? Though? Oh, yeah, it's if been, it's in my it's mouth, yeah, it counts, of course. There we there go. We go. Okay. Yeah. The second scene in which a mustache <laughs> is discussed is a scene where Jason Stake as his character has finally gotten them all to agree to wear mustaches and go out and try to bang the women from his fuck it list or whatever. Um, Jason Sudeikis still has his ridiculous goddamn porn stash. Justin Long is wearing a fake mustache. And Charlie Day is sporting a... Charlie Chaplin mustache. mustache. Hey, Charlie Chaplin did it first, okay? Charlie Chaplin did it first. And I know what you're all thinking. A Charlie Chaplin mustache, what's that look like? It's a Hitler. It's a Hitler. His friends call him out on it. They're like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you dressed as Hitler? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm Charlie, I'm Charlie Chaplin. It's okay. You see, I, you know, I made a, made a little mistake where... And this happens a lot with facial hair or with grooming. You cut a little bit too much on the side so it doesn't look proportional. So you cut more on the other side and then it looks messed up. And then you just keep going and going and you're stuck with something ridiculous. I've done this to my goatee. I'm sure Keanu's done this with his goatee. Nope. Shut up, Keanu. I am perfect with my mustache hairs. But yeah, no, Charlie Day got stuck with a Charlie Chaplin slash a Hitler. There was kind of this one cringe scene there, I will say. The the Hitler joke is a bit dated where he where he really plays into it. He's like, yeah. he says some shit in German, and I'm like, what does that even mean? And then there's, you know, two uh, stereotypically Jewish people. Yes, they looked very orthodox. Orthodox. Oh. The original. The OJ. Yeah, the origin Jew. <laughs> the original Jew. The OG. The original. OJ. Oh, no. Let's, let's get off this track. Yeah, that's the reason why I was like, that's kind of anti-Semitic, as you said. It's a bit outdated. Oh, yeah, it's definitely... Which is interesting. I wonder if uh, I wonder if we can get Charlie Day canceled for this. I doubt it. He does it so always Sunday in Philadelphia. I feel like he's just daring us to cancel him. Speaking of shitty jokes, which jokes did not land? I feel Ooh. like a lot of them didn't land for some reason. A lot of stuff Jason Sudeikis just went like flat for me. Jason Sudeikis' character I definitely find to be one note. Um, personally, I don't even really remember him you know comforting Justin Long that much. I just remember him being like, "Get over it, man. There's other pussy in the sea," and you know it's such bullshit advice when you really love someone and when you really care about someone you don't get over it charlie day on the other hand i actually found to be somewhat of a comforting presence because he was like come on man like you know like let's mm-hmm. go and do stuff let's be he was like, really nice. out. charlie day was really wholesome including that scene you know with the grandmother and being like yeah you know tell your grandson not to jerk off too furiously my friend jerks off too furiously i can hear him through the walls i'm really you know i'm scared for him i think he's gonna break something off you know Oh, that was one of the jokes that didn't land for me, actually. The, the oh, oh yeah, you can hear me do it. Uh, are you talking about the DJing the hookup sessions thing? Yes, that was I, like, okay. Mm, okay, so mm. the first part doesn't land t- for me, but then Drew Barrymore really saves that scene where she's yeah, just like, she did. Oh, yeah, fucking yeah, take yeah. us to Paris. She was so cool about it, yeah. Love that shit. She was so chill. <laughs> she was so cool about it. Apparently they dated Justin Long and Drew Barrymore after this before, movie? Or? Before. Oh. Yeah. They were dating, I think they broke up in 2008, or they were dating in 2008. And this movie came out in 2010. So I don't know if they dated and during the filming, if the filming took place a couple years before it actually came out, 
or if they just dated before and were only broken up for a little bit before filming it. That's so interesting. I did not know that. That's some cool little trivia there for you guys. Either way, and you said this earlier too, Morgan, the cast had really good chemistry with each other. They were all really good at riffing off each other. Again, you know, that uh, Charlie Day, I can hear you through the wall, so I'm going to DJ your hookup session scene, could have fallen so flat, could have been such a bad scene. But Drew Barrymore comes along and saves the shit out of it. And there's a lot of scenes like that too. But on the other side of the spectrum, talking about Drew Barrymore's friends and family. I loved, I, most of my favorite scenes were when we were in Drew Barrymore's side of it with Christina Applegate. Because one, I love her. I think she's cool. I liked the Maya statue thing that they sprinkled oh, yeah, throughout. Yeah. Like it would like, we saw it the first time early on and then we'd hear it in other places. Sometimes you would just hear her shouting it in the background with yeah. no other context. And you just know like, Something's happening she in the stops. background. Do you want to explain that real quick? What's going on? What the Maya statue thing is? Christina Applegate has a daughter, probably like eight years old or something, and her name was Maya. And she'd say, Maya statue, whenever she wants to just like freeze or just stop. Yeah. So uh, we kind of see early on, Maya will be being excessive with her playing and she'll say free, uh, Maya statue and she'll just like completely freeze like a game. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like a running joke throughout the show. And I think they did a movie. I think they did this really well, kind of, playing with it and I also think they did well because early on they're discussing sex Drew Barrymore and her sister Christina Applegate uh who she's currently living with right now uh in the movie and like Christina Applegate it turns out uh can only come through dry humping apparently penetration (laughs) doesn't do it for her and I guess neither does fingering or oral um which I mean happens there are some people who like don't enjoy penetration when I dated men in high school I could only get there through dry humping. So I felt her and I was like, she's probably a closet lesbian. Like <laughs> oh, um, there we go. Probably not really, but <laughs> she's also talking about like how you would never like, she doesn't even want to see what she looks like while dry humping is probably horrifying and no one should be subjected to that. So we get the Maya statue running joke. We get that line early on first, somewhere in the first hour of the film. And then the very end of the film, it ends with Drew Barrymore and Justin Long, like getting together finally and going back to Drew Barrymore's sister house and they walk in and uh, Christina Applegate and her husband are just dry humping on the dining room table. It's horrifying. And then the daughter, Maya, is running down the stairs being like, what's going on, guys? And they all just turn with horror on their face and yell, Maya statue! And then roll credits. <laughs> yeah, which the dining room uh, table dry humping is also a callback to earlier when Justin Long and Drew Barrymore yes. were fucking on the dining table and and jim gaffigan or whatever was eating a sandwich and the, you know they got caught by they didn't see him because the lights were all off yeah. it was great that was, that scene was great and so was like they put they put multiple different jokes that were shown all throughout earlier and combined them all together for the final scene and that's mm-hmm. why for me the last five seconds of this movie might the be best. the best five seconds of a movie, like ending scene of a movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. No, I and it was a wholesome ending. You know, it was great to see Drew Barrymore and Justin Long get together. And you know, they broke up for a long period of time because honestly, sometimes things just don't work out. But if someone's willing to relocate and move, then yeah, you can make a relationship work because you know that's the thing with distance. It it makes things way harder. That hit me on, on a level I didn't want to relive. Actually, <laughs> watching that moment happen Ooh, that was rough <laughs> but you know it was actually that's probably like the my the part i liked the most about the movie actually like weirdly the romantic parts hit me better than the comedy parts which is weird because i usually like the comedy parts better in a romantic comedy bar 
Yeah, I agree. And also because, like, they were both funny on their own. So, like, when they were together and just joking around, it did feel really real and honest. And it felt like a real long-distance relationship and struggles. Maybe that doesn't always translate well for a movie because a movie needs more conflict, I guess, than what some critics maybe didn't have enough conflict for for some critics to be happy. But it felt very real and honest of a long-distance relationship. And you don't see a lot of long-distance relationship comedies, rom-coms. I don't don't know any others. Yeah, no, I I was about to say, Mm -hmm. actually, um, if you've ever been in a long-distance relationship... You should watch this. It's a really good romantic comedy, and it's also just really true to what being a long-distance relationship is like, honestly. It's it's a solid one. So if that's your situation, I'd watch this. Um, if you like rom-coms, I'd watch this. If you like either Justin Long or Drew Barrymore, I'd watch this. Um, obviously, this movie's not for everybody. I think we can all generally agree that, honestly, it probably falls under, like, you know, the 7. For me, it's probably, like, a 7.5 out of 10 um okay range it where six. it's where, where like yeah six to six to seven point five rom-coms aren't my thing yeah so six is high for rom-com yeah i would just like to real quick like because this is our first rom-com what are your manny i know you love rom-coms i am more Jan, do you person. normally watch rom-coms um my experience with rom-coms are kind of off and off i was actually trying to think about like what rom-coms have i ever seen i'm thinking like the one with uh, Adam Sandler with Fifty First Dates, who obviously is Drew Barrymore again in that one. Oh yeah, that is and that I've is a good seen, one. I don't know. Usually it's like mostly comedy, like Deuce Bigelow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's uh, always ro- romance in them, but they're never rom coms. Like it's yeah. a different genre. Let's talk about the mustaches, though. Let's rate the three mustaches that we saw in this film, or actually four. Jim. Gaffigan like a goatee one. kind of thing. Jim Gaffigan he? has he a beard. Uh, yeah, a you know, beard a beard isn't really that. a mustache. Fucking. Sl- Let's go with the the three slap that in, away. The, in the in that yeah. one scene. That's okay. hard because they were all ugly. <laughs> yeah, if I have to, if I have to give it to someone, I'm gonna say if that is Jason today because his real mustache. It's a mustache. It's a good one. It's you know, it's a classic oh. '80s, almost like Burt Reynolds like yeah. mustache. It's it's a strong mustache. If that's really his. Good on you, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, Justin Long, I do not believe, can even really grow a mustache. So he had to, you know, wear a fake one. No, uh, the I fake think he one has one in Tusk. The fake one didn't look that good. Uh, and then nope. Charlie no, Day with the bad. Hitler stash. I'm going to give that worst one, like, one. the worst one. It, you know. Really? I, I actually have to rate that above Justin Long's. Ooh. I, uh, J- I don't Whoa. like any of them. I thought they were all ugly. But Jason Sudeikis will get top spot. I'll give the Charlie Chaplin stash... Just because Hitler wore it doesn't mean it's like it, you, it's a, a forbidden stash now. Okay. I thought forbidden he was better stash. in that than Justin Long did in his fake stash. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So then that's our ratings. Uh, wait, no. Keanu, fucking give it to huh? us. Same as yours, Manny. I don't... <laughs> I think I've laid out the reason exactly why I don't Jason like... Jason Sudeikis. Charlie Chaplin mustache. Justin um, Long. And then Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. Charlie okay. Mustache. Then yeah, we all... About the same. Me and Keanu okay. in agreement. Uh, Morgan switches it up a bit, but that's our mustache. She's in disagreement. Uh, Jason Sudeikis obviously, you know, had the strongest stash in there. And, you know, I don't know Although if it's real Although throughout the fake. whole movie, I thought the stash was ugly. Oh, it's... But if we have to rate yeah. it towards theirs, theirs was even worse. Yeah. So he gets top spot. Yeah. Which, again, on the subject of mustaches... Let's uh let's talk uh let's talk to some uh Morgans here. It's your turn, right? To pick a movie? No, it's Keanu's turn. It's let's, my let's turn. Let's talk to some uh Keanu's. Keanu, it's your turn to pick a movie, right? Uh yeah, yeah, Manny, I hear uh over looks like we're gonna watch uh Paul Blart Mark Hall 2. 
No, we're not oh watching that. We're watching UHF. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm just so relieved you aren't watching Paul Blart Mall Cop. I too. almost vetoed that so hard. We we get vetoes, right? We have like one veto. We each get oh, yeah, one veto a year. Yet. We each get one veto a year. That was going to be mine. I can't. They do, not, actually, they do not accumulate. Just, just get one a year. One a year. But yes, we are watching UHF, the Weird Al Yankovic directed, starred in movie. Um, okay. I don't know. The, the movie just kind of popped in my head one day and I'm like, is he has a mustache in the 80s or 90s or whatever. I looked it up. There's apparently a mustache scene. So we're good okay. to go. I've always wanted to watch it. Um, yeah. I'm stoked for this. Good. Yeah, no, that sounds weird interesting. Weird Al movie. I'm that, interested. I'm interested as yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Let's... I've never seen it, but I like Weird Al. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah. Weird Al, don't, don't fail me now. All right, let's do You're this. I'm two for two for having bad movies right. in the podcast. No, 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 no. no. This sounds exciting. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do this, little man. Um, no, you haven't had bad movies. Yeah, I'm little. Pacific Rim was pretty like bad. Tetsuo. Exactly. That's true. But we like Tetsuo. We like Tetsuo. Tetsuo was pretty good. I thought we were mixed on Tetsuo. Oh, okay, wow. I mean, it's an experimental film. Tetsuo so it's, is it's, weird. It's a certain genre, but like it was better than yeah. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Right, fair it was still fun. It's an interesting movie. Yeah. UHF. Okay. Weird Al. I'm excited. UHF. I'm excited because all of our movies are going to be so different from they each are. other. It's I've already be, got mine ready. It's going to be one of those times. And, uh, you know, just, just signing off here. Again, Mustache November, it's a bit goofy, but, you know, uh, we're probably going to put a link down on this month's uh, videos or podcasts or whatever. Um, and consider donating some money to, you know, uh, prostate cancer research funding. And also, again, if you have a prostate, get it checked out. You know, early detection is the best prevention. Um, yeah. This has been Manny mm-hmm. signing off for uh, I'm Sorry, Grandpa. I'm Morgan. And I'm Keanu. Wait, we never did intros. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, he introduced he all ju- of us, I think. Okay, I did. Okay, yeah. I got worried. <laughs> okay. And yeah. that's a good place huh. to end it. I'm sorry, Grandpa. I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 can you guys suck your own dicks and have you try i have tried i definitely cannot uh too big in the belly too small in the penis but do you think if you had a if you think if you had like a big dick like let's not say 12 let's just say like an eight inch dick do you think that you could too big in the belly if i got a dick extender maybe i could <laughs> Morgan just tried to do it herself. Uh, we all just tried to suck our own dicks, including Morgan, who I'm pretty sure doesn't actually have a dick. She is a dick in theory. I was just imagining if there was like a like an average size. Oh, that's true. I could I could put on the strap on and then try again. <laughs> <laughs>